Thank you for joining us on a Morley podcast with Tony May. Morley podcast is purpose built for America. Through our military veterans and military supporters, we show that the values and qualities that built this country, such as service, sacrifice, respect, and faith, are not dead. A Morley podcast builds community so individuals can improve their communities. Welcome to a Morley podcast. Brains for Life is happy to bring this podcast to you each week. Goal is to inject the holistic wellness practices of Army Rangers into America. And how we do that is by introductions to Army Rangers, veterans, and then just military supporters kind of telling their story of how they give back to their community, how the military has affected them. And today we have Ranger Richard Lamb, everybody's Ranger Rick, of course. Um, and, and Rick, what are you up to right now? The word on the street is somebody with over 40 years of serving soft is quitting. Are you quitting serving soft? No, Tony, I'm not. Hey, thanks for the invite. You got it. Uh, you know, I wish I would have had all these opportunities, when, or I wish I would have been smart enough to recognize these opportunities when I was a younger man. Yeah, so for all the guys out there that are like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, the opportunities will hit you, you know, left, right, and sideways. It's it's um, so you just got to be smart enough to actually you know recognize them and take a look at it. But I'm uh, I'm working with the Round Canopy Parachuting Team USA, and they're a 501c3 nonprofit. But they uh, they actually honor the lineage of the paratroopers, and uh, whether they be uh, you know World War II, Korea, Vietnam. Uh, your Ranger doesn't matter. 82nd, 101st, but uh, they do a couple events a year. Uh, train up uh, it's to army standards so the uh you know if you want to get your knees back in the breeze either as a jumper or a jump master uh, they'll put you through a cracker jack course and then uh, they do air shows um either as world war ii or vietnam i mean I, you can see this stuff behind me i'm a, I'm a, a history nut so uh so it's not reenacting per se but it's uh, i mean you get a whole new respect when you're out there in wool and and uh, and steel and wood and uh, you're jumping out of the old airplanes, the uh, like we, we jumped the, the Tico Bell pretty pretty much. But uh, working with the Round Canopy Parachuting Team, it's awesome. Uh, Easy Company Brewing is uh, is another veteran-run organization that they're trying to get off the off the ground again. With where, the where's that at, Rick? That, that's that's one's new to me. Where's that at? Uh, you know, it, it's, it's just developed. I, I got the email from the kid uh, the kid today and uh, said, "Hey, check us out." So uh, and I, and I like what I see. And uh, so the, I, I'm not sure exactly where they're at because I haven't, uh, like, like I said, I'm, I'm 24 hours into it. But, uh, but again, looking at the, uh, they want to brew beer and they want to give back. So uh, nice. on the three Rangers model where, you know, the uh, a portion of their sales goes uh, back into the, the veteran community. And uh, so, I mean, it looks very promising the, to what they want to do. I mean, I like the motif. I like the history aspect of it. I like helping paratroopers. So it, uh, that sounds good. Uh, I just got appointed as the uh, honorary sergeant major of the First Special Forces Regiment. So, uh, so how great cool. is that, especially with your lineage? Uh, how interesting know, is that? Well, my call is the standard, right? So, sure. so when they said, "Hey, you're it," I'm like, oh, "I'll never measure up." But but at least I have a standard to look at, right? And uh, so I want to be able to get into SWIC, actually start walking some patrols, see what the guys are learning, get out to all the groups. You know, because this this is a this is a sensitive time for soft. Um, you know, across the board because the, uh, you know, it goes back to kind of the five pillars, you know, the, the faith, family, fitness, friends, and finances. 
you know, does the guy struggle with that? I mean, one of the things is the faith piece to where there's a secular piece to that, which is the system lets you down. You know, there, there's also a religious aspect of, you know, God, something greater than yourself. But then you also have faith in the system. And uh, so a lot of these guys are looking at it and saying, hey, the system let me down after 20 years of service. You know, in Afghanistan and Iraq, you know, what are we doing now? So, so they, they shouldn't be listless. You know, they shouldn't be uh, focusless. So I want, I want to see what they're doing, see, uh, see what they're thinking, see where their hearts and their souls are at, and, uh, and, and go, go where that leads me. And what great, what a great way to have a like an insider, but yet an outsider's approach with the ability to probably inject the candor. From from what you've seen on the outside and all the time with Global Soft and and working um, closely and staying involved in the soft community, that's going to be a great opportunity for you. I, I think so too, because the uh, you know a lot of times you're not going to tell your commander what's on your mind. The, uh, there, you know, there there's few units that can get away with that. So, uh, but but you'll tell an old guy, and uh, and then maybe that's something that I can I can look at way and then and then get back around to the people that need to need to know about it. Yeah, you know, we're still maintaining that uh, anonymity. Well, and and so as you are now, you know, in, into these ventures and almost, you know, we always say transitions a constant. Like, what a perfect example! <laughs> yes, you're right. Yeah, you are transitioning. You have a little bit more free time now because where you quit the last time for this transition, and I use that quit word only yeah. <laughs> as a joke, right? You spent very foundational in the development and growth of global soft so i bet that's probably a little bit hard to step away as global soft continues and emerges as socom's national military organization um i mean you're leaving it at a time where it, it it's it's still growing like there's no it hasn't plateaued oh no they're they're, they're taking off I, I think they've uh they've, they've put they've added another 10 small business partners just since i left and uh so it uh and, and it, it was it was you know it, it's, it's always bittersweet because you want to get in there and you want to row hard, but uh, what I what I used to tell Stu as well is that you need a younger guy, and uh, you know, I've, I've got a great network, but uh, but my network is starting to age out. So I, I would tell this to all the guys out there and gals, is that uh, you know your shelf life is about ten years unless you're unless you're 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 maintaining yourself and you're maintaining your network and you're improving yourself. You know when when I actually retired out of the army, one of the best things that that happened to me was I was pulled into SOCOM as an intelligence analyst. So, uh, so I was an ops guy, you know, for 26 years. Then all of a sudden they send you up to DIA for about six months. And then you become a, a special ops intelligence analyst for the F3 EAD stuff, the fine fix finish. And, uh, and so that was, uh, I was able to use the uh, leverage, the ops network, but I, but I had a, an entirely new network in the intelligence community. And uh, so new skill sets, new jobs, you know, new tools. And then that, that got me for about you know t at the ten year mark. I think at the twelve year mark again, I was uh, I wasn't aging out, but I was just starting to slow down. And I look looking around and say, do I want to do this? You know, because because the guys are going to get restless after a while. And uh, bam, all of a sudden, you know, a tour in Korea pops up as a contractor. So uh, so I you know I left the DIA, um, became a Booz Allen contractor, went over to Korea for twenty four months, and had the time of my life. You know, working in the uh, working at SOC Corps, Special Operations Command, Korea. About the time all the the nukes are going off and the uh, the missiles are, are shooting and, and they they're taking a serious look at their uh, at their compliance, and uh, so being able to come from SOCOM working with the international guys, we were able to pull them into Korea because you know they had the United Nations sending states that that fought in the fifties and said hey we'll come back, 
but now that's against new mission sets and new uh, new units had sprung up since then. So so it was uh, a great run for uh, for two years, and then all of a sudden the global soft. And uh, looking at that, anywhere from uh, you know building those uh, that that international network to, to being like you say the National Military uh, Association for soft, and uh, to to the, the the OCONUS and the CONUS events that they run, it was uh, it was just a great run. And uh, and now this, you know, it's, it's just so I, I needed to throttle back a little bit, you know, enjoy uh, some of the fruits of my labor. And the house is paid off, the kids are out of the house, and. Uh, I'm, I'm fortunate in that after 35 years of marriage, my, my wife still loves me. So, uh, so I'm going to put some, uh, put some time and effort into that relationship as well. And you know what I love about that's 35 consecutive years too. Sometimes yes. we have breaks, sometimes we switch out for different models, but <laughs> 35 consecutive years is uh, kind of a, a testament of the, the honor, integrity, and respect that's going on in that relationship. I want to go back to a point that you brought up and and i and i love this and this is kind of hard for me at first to understand especially for those who get into nonprofit work or for those who stay in the military you mentioned your shelf life Talk, go over that again just kind of discuss was that something that you realized was that something that you were told by a mentor or is it something that just became apparent as you were working I was I was actually told something similar by uh, a guy by the name of Renier Cruz, and uh, so when I uh, when I actually you went went to work at SOCOM, you know Renier Cruz was my boss. His dad was uh, an old sergeant major, I mean, uh, so Renier um, had had bad knees, so he never served in the military, but you know he didn't fall far from the tree. So the uh, and he said um, good ideas are twenty four months. So it takes 24 months from the time you think of a good idea to, to working through the wickets and then actually getting it to execution. He says big cultural changes happen in, in decades. He says they're measured in 10-year increments. So if we want to turn USOCOM or refocus USOCOM, it's going to take a decade. And he said the problem with changes that long is that uh, you have about a 10-year shelf life. And uh, so unless you're continually learning and, and moving and, and you know staying up, keeping your network solid, keeping your you know, tactic techniques and procedures solid. Then you're going to be that old guy that just kicks the trash can and says, well, you know, back in my day, we didn't do it that way. Well, it's not your day anymore. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a new day, if you will. So it's good to be the gray beard that can say, hey, we tried this before. And uh, for these specific reasons, they failed uh, or it failed. So, so there's my input there is that we tried just a different tack. But, uh, but again, you've got to keep your shelf life. You've got to stay current you know you know it's just like just like being a jump master you know when the parachutes change and the and the uh and the airplanes change i mean you've got to stay with the uh the current chute and the current plane so then for you so someone hears a story if, if, if they're not quite sure so working um at socom um going going to korea going to global soft people will say well but that's more than 10 years but for global soft you you were doing what kind of equates to in, in layman's term a development slash sales job right which, which is a much different skill set how different was that for you when then the bottom line is kind of on you and your organization the funding to grow what what a, the foundation which is a, a nonprofit foundation correct well you know a lot of it is is the relationships so you know when i went to socom i was able to drag those relationships from active duty and then, and then SOCOM just uh, you know, allowed me, I, I got out to see Army, Navy, Air Force, and Marines. 
So, uh, so you made those relationships. I was doing an entirely different job. So the, uh, so I was in the intelligence community, but also, I mean, once you're an ops guy, you're always an ops guy. So I, the hardest thing for me was staying in the intelligence lane and not going into ops. But I think that's what they wanted was the, uh, was a hybrid, you know, a guy that knew ops, knew Intel, and then, and then you could help that, that, that plan work. So you know, we built the interagency, we built the internationals and then going over to Korea, again just got reblued because now you're you're down there you're with privates you're with specialists we had a we had a ranger company uh, on pen you know we had uh, we had navy seals on pen we had uh, an sf company rotating on pen so getting out and seeing those guys train and uh, and meeting those young sergeants and first sergeants because that's the thing i mean you, you the guys you grew up with will eventually get promoted and age out but as long as you're touching them the uh you know now i've, I've got a whole new stable of young kids that uh that I, that I was able to develop relationships with sitting on pen that will be the next, you know, uh, platoon leader, company commander, you know, uh, battalion commander. And, and that's kind of the key of it. And, and that's why the global soft, I think was so successful because Braden built those relationships uh, in NATO soft headquarters initially. And then, uh, and then he took them once those guys were, uh, when they're all captains and majors, and then as they became the, uh, the, the unit commanders and then the, uh, the soft, their, their SOCOM commanders, he was able to bring those relationships along with him. But yeah, right. it, it was uh, it, it was it was quite a bit different. But again, it's all the relationships. So if you're trying to get anything done, you know, you've uh, you've got to look into that that Rolodex, you know, or, or that uh, you know that that point of contact list, and go back and touch that person and and, and drag them in. But if you don't have that relationship, then you got to find them. You got to find the one guy or one gal that uh, that you need to talk to to get something done. And uh, so it's all about the relationships and the network. And it's, when we talk relationships and network and we talk about career paths, we have a lot of uh, rangers that will go off as one offs and into and, and, and different places and kind of spread from the 75th Ranger Regiment perspective, our Abrams Charter out to the force, but also out to, to niche assignments. You were a part of a pretty interesting um, program that actually cross trained rangers and sf at a time when what maybe a decade or a, after you you kind of lost that legacy of ranger lerp sf you know we'd kind of lost that and then there was that attempt to kind of bring that back together yep and, and again that all about the network all about relationships the uh because i i first served under uh, then captain grange in uh, charlie company you know first ranger battalion right Back then, there was only two battalions and no no regiment. So uh, and then you fast forward to uh, you know SF. I went to SF, but but back in that day, it was not uncommon to for special forces going to be a Green Beret to be your next the next rung on that ladder. In fact, uh, I, I could I think First Sergeant Spencer was uh, was a Green Beret. I, I can remember you know guys coming back um, to battalion you know from group and because uh, it was a guy from Seventh Group. They uh, one of the former Rangers out of 1st Battalion who went to 7th Group to, to do his team sergeant time, brought his operational detachment alpha back down to Hunter and put the entire company, corporal and above, through Jumpmaster School. And we used the, uh, the, the 145th Aviation Assets that were right there on, uh, on Hunter at the time and uh, did a two-week course that was uh, you know, ghosted by the, uh, the Fort Benning and, uh, and bam, Jumpmasters. So you know, and, and I used to see that. When I saw that, I'm like, damn, that's where I'm going. Cause they were all starch spits, you know, they were just, just like us. And, uh, but they, their braids were green. And uh, so it was, a, it's a different culture. And, uh, but it was always, we always were able to, to go back and forth. And it was general downing 
of all guys that uh, that saw the split when he had USASAR. And he says, I don't like it. The, uh, I like what the Rangers bring to SF. I like what SF brings back to the Rangers. And uh, so he was the guy that instituted that, that uh, crosswalk. And it, it all came about uh, when uh, uh, Colonel Grange had the regiment, jumped into Panama. I was leaving Panama. I was actually on, uh, um, you know, PCS leave to go back to 7th Group in, in CONUS. And uh, he says, no, no, don't do it. Don't sign in because the uh, you know, General Downing wants to do this program called Crosswalk where we can, you know, you can start in the regiment, go to group, and then come back. And uh, I, I, the branches were unable to make that, um, that transition, make that happen because the, uh, you know, when everybody's short on manpower. So when SF would go up and say, hey, we're short on manpower, they would go through the books and say, well, you got guys on recruiting duty, you got guys on, uh, you, know, you got the, this, this 18 serving down in, in Ranger Regiment. So uh, you know, when you can manage your people uh, better, come, come ask us for help. And uh, so they, it ended up dying on the vine, which, which always, uh, I have mixed feelings. I, I think that's, it's, a great, it's a great avenue for, for the guys that would like to do it. Well, and, you know, once again, this goes back to we started with, you know, you, you kind of leaving Global Soft, these other opportunities that have emerged. Someone who grew up in the in the Ranger Regiment, you know, becoming the Special Forces Regiment, you know, honorary. Star. I mean, when you look at it, the goodness of that diversity and cross pollination over time. But yet we get why do you think it is that we get so stuck in our tribe? When we just that the tribe, the uh, I mean, you know, and you go back to that the book, uh, was it uh, from Outpost Restrepo? The uh, where the, the guy I think it was uh, Sebastian Unger said that uh, that he was amazed that the kids would crawl out into the beaten zone under fire and pull somebody out of the out, out of the, the kill zone that, that they didn't even like. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and, that, and that's how it is. I mean, you 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 could you can't pick family, but you can pick your friends. And I mean, the we pick our tribe, and it uh, you stay with it. Yeah, and and so I definitely it, it's identity. So that's identity. You are. Right. You know, I went to I went to undergrad at the Ohio State University, and I know that that team up north is a great public university. But I'll be damned. Uh, if I'm anybody with the last name Maine's ever going to go there, right? So um, we, we sometimes forget, well, what, what's what's really good for the gander? And it's funny, a lot of people don't know that we had consecutive deputy commanding officers of operations in the Ranger Regiment, you know, in, in the past few years, we had two SF non-Ranger non uh, Regiment active at the time officers in that, in that 06 0506 billet yes ranger regiment and it was the fighting right the actual the mission that warranted the break of the tribe so the need yes but it's funny how war allows us to go back well, and, and, and you bring up a good point about identity in that uh you know in the train you know the, in the transition program that's probably the number one thing that that the guys will struggle with and i say guys interchangeable guys and gals Mm -hmm. But uh, they, they will struggle with the uh, with the identity piece. I mean, because once you get out, I was talking to um, uh, Dave Smith. He was uh, he was with me in tenth group as a youngster, uh, and then he went to third group. Uh, got blown up twice. I mean, in 06, 
walked away from it uh, in 2010. He got blown up again, but you know, lost uh, part of his arm, lost his eyesight. So, and even he was saying that uh, that was the dark time for him getting out was that he lost his his identity, and uh, you know, he was doing what he wanted to do. He was a Green Beret team sergeant, and uh, once he could no longer do that, you know, then, then that's, that goes back to the. You know, the tie of family, the tie of friends, the tie of faith, you know, all those underpinnings, those pillars of resilience that, uh, you know, if, if you, you could like, like, like we've talked about before, you, know, you can lose three of those five and then you're probably not long for the planet. So uh, and those are the things that, that you got to that you got to build on and that you got to make maintain. You got to keep it solid. And, and again, you're, you're probably never going to have you're never going to be a ranger again. And uh, you know, once you transition out, but you can be what the community expects a ranger to be, you know, which is uh, which is you live by that creed. You just do it in a suit, or you do it in a you know in, in, in a set of coveralls. But uh, but that's what they're looking for. They're looking for somebody you know sober, on time, in the right uniform, at the right place. That uh, that has got you know a, 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 a fire in his belly for the fight. And, uh, and is going to make whatever unit that he's assigned to, whether that be a civilian unit or, uh, or, or, or other, better. You're, you're exactly right. And I think when we as a community do a better job of telling the successful stories of our alumni outside of the awards and the accolades and the heroics while in service, that's when we might start kind of having this, this you know, almost a, a messaging campaign that you would have with athletes. Like you go to the NFL, make all your money, get your identity. Great. But that's going to end too. True. Like we, yeah. like we, we are like professional athletes and we, and we say that for, you know, human performance optimization, but really mentally the, these young kids, if they decide to get out earlier than, than most, like they've never been maybe a successful civilian. And to start that later than your peer group does cause a little bit of cause a little bit of angst for sure. There, there is, but but I could tell you if you, if you just hang with it, the uh, the angst goes away. I mean, you you uh, you know, it's just like getting promoted. And when you uh, when you step into the uh, the next job, you're like, man, I'm never going to be able to do this. And uh, you look around because you're comparing yourself to the to the last guy that you just took over from and I'll never be him because, you know, he had this much time, this much training and this much experience. And, uh, but eventually, I mean, you, you grow into it. And, uh, so I think being out in the civilian sector is the same way. If you apply some of the same tactics, techniques, procedures, the discipline that you had on active duty, you, you apply that out into the workforce. And, uh, now it's not the same person in a lot of respects because it's not somebody that's going to crawl across into the beaten zone and drag you out of fire. But, uh, you know, so, so that, that may, that may hinder you a bit, but, uh, but life is always what you make it anyway. You got that right. You make it better with people. And I, yes. last, last kind of point, a uh, little discussion topic before we close for today, you're wearing a three Rangers found three Rangers, uh, whiskey, but three Rangers foundation, um, assists in the Ranger for life program, providing mentors. Yes. Out to the force. And I know within um, the next ridge line for Green Berets, they have a similar program um, for for Green Berets. What would you say to that um, alumni of South who, who felt very committed to their tribe, who, who is very thankful for kind of maybe some of the gifts um, and, and talents, skills uh, they learned about mentorship? 
you know, again, get get involved because the uh, from both sides. I mean, if you're out there struggling and, and you're in a dark place, I mean, there's no need in hell that you need to do it do it alone. I mean, there's so many guys out there that would just stumble all over themselves. You know, your former Ranger buddies to help you, and uh, and they genuinely want to see you successful, and they don't want to see you kill yourself. And um, that that because uh, people when they get into that, I think they uh, that's that's the. You know, my, I developed my three course of action. They all end in violence. The world's better off without me. My pain is over. But again, the pain that you leave behind to, to family, to friends, you know, who said, man, I just talked to him and he didn't say anything. You know, those are the kind of things. So if you need that mentorship, then buy out. But God damn, get out there and get it. The, uh, but the same thing as a mentor. I mean, I was, I was lucky. You know, whenever I was in a dark place, you know, I was pulled out by family or friends. And, uh, you know, so, so my, the, I, I've achieved that balance. But it was it was by grace of God that I achieved that balance. So and God, you know, like Stu Brayton calls me every day, and uh, even though I no longer work for him, he's my ranger buddy. And he he needs your help. He day. needs your help. We all anybody who knows Stu, there's a there, there's definitely a tangible reason for that. I'm sure he's missing yeah. his ranger buddy. So, but you know, it's something just to check. So so yeah, the mentorship. If you're uh, if you're in a good place and you want to help, then then for 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 all you know, get get involved. And, and help uh, help the force out. If you're in a dark place, then uh, again, reach out. And, and also, I would say to the uh, everybody wears a mask, you know. So, uh, hey, how's it going? Oh, it's great, you know, wonderful. But but if you start asking, well, how's the family? You know, how's your how's your faith life? How's uh, how's your fitness? How's your body, man? How are you holding up? So if you hit those five pillars, then you start digging a little deeper because a lot of times the guys won't volunteer that they're the weak link. But uh, but if you pull it out of them, then uh, yeah, that just might be the tidbit that uh, that saves a life to say, hey, man, you need to get you need to get your shit together and you need to get down to VA or you need to go get this looked at or, you know, the because uh, it, it's you don't have to live in pain anymore. I mean, there's uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of science out there now that uh, that can get you out of that pain, whether it be mental or physical. You're right. So, Bill. You know, you don't leave a tribe as much as you need to concentrate on building your next tribe and and and, and having those teammates ready. So, uh, if you get if you're doing transition by yourself, that's the one thing we can always say: you're wrong. Usually, you <laughs> cannot. Uh, you know, people don't respond very well to that. But I think folks in our community, once they hear it and they hear the why, they're like. Okay, if I don't have my team stopped, you know, I don't go into a baseball game with five players hoping for the best. <laughs> True. Build yeah. your team. Build your team. Sorry, Major. I appreciate your time as always. Best of luck and a almost second retirement or third retirement that will keep you busier than your other jobs. Um, we we know how you operate, even if it is uh, spending most of the time and. Uh, JMPI and, and and the and the other things you'll be doing with the uh, round canopy team. Um, I'm excited to hear how uh, Easy Co Brewing Company goes, and then um, always welcome back if you have any announcements. For everyone else, thanks for joining Morley Podcast today. You can look up Rick Lamb um, either either on LinkedIn, uh, contact him directly if you'd like. He's a mentor with Three Ranger Foundation. And as we close today, like we do every podcast, just Try to find some time today to do something great for somebody else. Rangers, lead the way. We hope you enjoyed a more lead podcast with Tony Maine, and we appreciate your viewership. If you'd like to hear more from Tony or one of his guests, you can view or listen to past episodes at TonyMaine.Podbean.com. Until next time, be a community builder for America.